0: everybody how we doing my name is sebastian valentine your host for the stag project and today we're going to be diving into episode two of season one i'll spare everyone from the longer intros usually for the intros of the videos i just like to go over a little bit of a recap of last episode and then a kind of an overview of what's going to happen in this episode just so you guys are aware Again, as I've said in the past, it's not I'm not here to waste your time. You should know exactly what you're about to hear and if you want to scroll back through other episodes, you should know kind of what those episodes have to deal with too. So, last time we talked about value and how its importance, you know, what it is, why it's important and relevant in today's society and how you can use it to kind of dictate where you take yourself in life. Uh this episode we're going to be talking about Trust, another extremely important fundamental, which is what this season is essentially based on. Now, trust is a very broad subject or topic. So I'm going to break it down to as many pieces as possible and just kind of explain things one by one. Trust can be misinterpreted into different things so that's kind of why i'm taking this route of going one by one having more of a structure when it comes to this episode just so there's no confusion but now to seriously confuse everyone i'm gonna label trust as the unicorn of the fundamental values you should know about right now i know you're sitting here thinking he just called trust the unicorn of the fundamental values like what does that even mean why would he call trust? the unicorn that's dumb, that's weird, that's stupid. But I call it the unicorn because trust is something that is very rare. And it's something that should be placed at high value. It's something that you don't see the full extent of it nowadays or throughout any point in history. Trust is something that is a mystery. So let's break it down and see how we can define it. I actually really like this one quote from Thomas Moore, who was an Irish poet. And it says, we need people in our lives with whom we can be as open as possible. To have real conversations with many people may seem like such a simple, obvious suggestion, but it involves courage and risk. Now this quote doesn't delve into the the part of trust being rare. But it delves into other important parts, such as trusting someone, being a very hard thing to do. So say right now, you can't just go up to someone random on the street or someone you don't even know that much, and ask them all of their deepest, darkest, darkest secrets. They're not gonna tell you. They're not. They're gonna look at you funny and be like, "What's wrong with this guy? What does he want from me? Like, does he want some money? Like, what, what's up with him?" in most cases trust is something that takes a lot of time to build up and it's something that can be lost extremely fast you can spend years and years building trust with a friend or a family member and one action that could lead to catastrophic events in any way shape or form could destroy all that trust that you spent years building so that's another reason why it's so valuable it's it's so rare and important Now, there are other types of trust. I would like to say that there are two types of trust. There's like a a trust in the physical sense and trust in the metaphysical sense. The metaphysical one is obviously the more complicated one and the one I'm referring to. The physical one, let me explain it really quickly, though, because I feel like it's also important to understand how that ties into the topic. Now, when I say trust in a physical sense, I'm referring to Trusting in a surface level. So when you go to the doctor, when you go to the dentist, um, when you rely on law enforcement, all that, you you have trust in these figures, right? You don't just go into a doctor and you're like, whatever, he can open up my heart or, you know, he can perform brain surgery on me. Like, sure, that's fine. There's a degree of trust there. You know, there's something allows you to be like, okay, I am confident that this person can help me in whatever situation I'm going through because of an action that they have taken. So for example, uh, a doctor, you trust them to open up your brain and, you know, fix whatever problem there is in there because they went to X amount of years of school and did X amount of surgeries. Those statistics those actions that they have taken is what builds that physical sense of trust. And that, that can be, you know, used as an example for other things too. like, again, law enforcement, you can trust law enforcement through their different actions that they have taken. You've seen law enforcement, you know, help people whenever they're in in a a crisis. So if, if someone's getting robbed or someone broke into your house, or something you call the police, and they come, and they they do their job. You know They take action to get you out of that bad situation that you're in. Um, something I would like to preface here, though, because I understand things are not absolute, right? So yes, you can trust a, a brain surgeon. We're just going to keep rolling with that example. But even though this brain surgeon has had years and years of experience and has done thousands of surgeries, they could still mess up. So there's no, there's no one way of absolutely knowing something. And that goes for anything in life. I just feel like it's good to put that out there. Because I feel like people would argue that point. But obviously, just hear me out. We're talking in different terms here. So another really good example of someone you can trust in a physical sense And also in a metaphysical sense, which is what we're going to get into now, is a teacher. And when I refer to someone as a teacher, I don't mean simply a school teacher who teaches, you know, math or science or certain subject uh, in an institution. I mean, anyone who you interact with on a daily basis. And that sounds weird to say that. You trust someone that you've just met on the side of the street like that doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, obviously it depends. Did they teach you anything? It's more of what I'm referring to is the teaching aspect. And when you think about trust in the metaphysical aspect, I think a perfect way to define it is believing someone is going to uphold a certain standard, even in the face of uncertainty. And that goes for uncertainty all around the board. So someone you meet on the side of the street and i don't know why i love using the side of the street example i think it's great and everyone should use it because it's easy and simple but someone you meet on the side of the street you know you trust them not to harm you but they also trust you not to harm them and obviously this is just a very general scenario but it's those very small things now the hurting example is kind of extreme but think about it you trust someone not to just randomly assault you like you it's not something that you expect or want to happen so you're placing trust in someone to not even do that switching back and kind of straying away from that general example i i have a personal example that actually happened recently too and it was where I had to place my trust in two of my friends because there was something that had to get done. And I was in charge of it, but I knew at the time I was so busy with other things that I, I, just, I wasn't going to be able to get it done by myself. And they, they were part of my team. They were part of my group helping me to get this thing done. But I, I completely, for a couple hours, I, I had to go to work and I couldn't focus on completing this project. So I had to place my trust in them. I had to be like, okay, there's a standard and there's a chance that, you know what, they might not get it done because they're also busy people. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not blaming them, of course. I'm very grateful for them. But there's a chance they might not get it done because what if their internet goes out? You know, there's always that uncertainty that can happen. But I put my confidence, my, my faith, the fact that i know they're gonna help me to make sure that they don't look bad i don't look bad no one, the whole group looks bad i trusted them they can say yeah i'll have it done by this time but until there's action being put in and in this scenario it's we're all working on a word doc so we can kind of see if they're on and actually working and I saw that they were working and they were actually, you know, doing it. So it w- it's through those actions that that trust builds up in the future. Now I know because the document was completed. and like the mission was accomplished. If you want to look at it like that, I, I have a degree of confidence in them that if I ask them to do something again or to help me with something like that. I know they would be reliable. I know I can place my trust in them. I know they can carry out what is needed based on the actions that they showed me. But then you might ask why why did I place my trust in them? Why do we even trust? You know, they they could have, like I said, very easily just not done what they had to do. And why we trust is a very interesting thing to break down you know, trust is like a, it's a fundamental of life. You have to trust everything around you, including yourself. And that'll be the later part of this episode is trusting yourself. But trust is something so essential to life. We trust that, you know, we get the resources we need. We trust that things happen in a certain way that won't drastically affect us. And Let's go back to last episode a little bit, uh, referring to when you lose trust in someone to thinking of of that mentality of, Oh, I can't trust anyone. Uh, I don't want to get hurt again. Or, you know, this person let me down. So I just, I, I can't trust anyone else around me. Think about that. Ask yourself, is everyone like this person who let me down? A very simple answer it's no. Every single person is different. They have a different thought process. They have different ways and models of thinking. You know, they're not all going to be out to get you if maybe that's how it was with the other person. And, and people have very different intentions and for very different situations. So that's why I believe it's very, It's it's not proper, it's very immature to just take one incident and then spread it across and apply it to everyone else. You should be open to trusting, especially if you've been hurt. Because when you get shot down, what are you just going to stay down? What's the point in doing that? When you get shot down, you get back up again and you try again, you say, you know, maybe let me not tell this person, say, say it's regarding, you know, telling someone a secret or something. Maybe let me not tell this person as much information, but still trust them with a degree of information and see kind of how they react, how they what they do with the information. Do they tell their people? Um, do they break that trust with you? You know, it, it's all it's all about learning. It's all about, you know, someone lets you down. OK, they let me down and I learned that now. I know I can't trust them anymore. But I'm not going to apply, you know, this same thought process that I can't trust them to everyone else. I'm still going to give people a chance to show, you know, what they're capable of in terms of trust. I'm a very firm believer in, you know, everyone giving everyone a chance. You can't just discount someone. And, you know, sometimes you might hear something about someone that they're not the most trustworthy person. And that's OK. That's that's some information that you have walking in. You know now, maybe you want to be walking on a tightrope a little bit. Maybe you, you want to, the process of building the trust with that person might take a little bit longer. But I, I still don't think you should just discount wanting to trust that person. But breaking down more of what happens when someone breaks your trust, think about it for a second. What are the immediate feelings you get when you tell someone something that you're very passionate about, something you're very that's very important to you. and then you know, but the, you tell them, hey, you know, don't tell anyone or something like that, and then they go and tell everyone, you know they, 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 they broke that that trust that you had in them. But what are, what are your immediate feelings? You probably feel anger, a little bit of anxiety fear is also a factor because now you're like oh no who can i trust like i can't trust this person anymore you're kind of in disbelief maybe you feel disrespected all these emotions and all these feelings and start to flow in big one is anger someone breaks trust a lot of people get angry Now noticing all of this, the surge of emotions and feelings that you're getting when someone breaks your trust, and and this can be applied to anything. It is such a pivotal and perfect moment to step back and not react. It's a perfect moment to like, take in what's happening. Take a couple steps back, look at it from a bird's eye view and be like, Okay, This is what I'm feeling right now. This is the situation that happened. I can choose now how I want to react to this. You can choose to be angry, sure. Is that the healthiest thing for you, though? Is that the best thing for you? Being able to identify something that brings a lot of emotion and then being able to step back and kind of dictating how you react to it is one of the most essential things to becoming a better version of yourself it promotes self control. It allows you to have clearer thoughts and allows you to communicate better with people and with yourself. So I encourage you when someone breaks your trust, don't look at it as a completely negative and bad thing. Find an opportunity from it. Take a step back. Think, okay, you know, they broke my trust. It happened. I really can't do anything the change that it happened, but I can control, you know, where I place my trust, how I place my trust, how I react to this situation. Because, you know, maybe this is someone that's very close to you. It could be your spouse. You know, it could be your boyfriend, girlfriend, brother, sister, whatever. Someone that you consider very close. Snapping at them and, and displaying anger and all these other emotions all at one time. Is that really the best thing to do? For yourself and for them, it could cause more angst. It could cause more more division. And one of the things I wanna promote with this podcast is to grow with other people, to collaborate with others. It's an, it's, it shouldn't be, you know, hating other people. And I, I really, I dislike using that word. So I think it's very strong. I don't think anyone should be hated. The whole point of learning about all this is so we can stop that. We can stop hating other people. We can stop disliking other people to a strong degree. It's to learn how to get along and how to better communicate with everyone. So now the last part of this video, which I just want to end this episode on is the part of trusting yourself. This is key. It's absolutely essential. We talked about, you know, what happens when we trust others, the different types of trust and what happens when trust is broken. But it all comes back to trusting yourself, being able to trust and believe in yourself, having that confidence and faith and knowing that you can accomplish something is absolutely essential for wanting to become get better and just carrying a strong attitude in life. The way we get there, the way you are able to trust yourself and develop that self-confidence is to be honest with yourself. And that's something that I'm going to keep preaching for as long as I do this podcast and as long as I'm alive is being honest with yourself. You can't, you know, minimize the truth just because it's what you want to hear. Who cares what you want to hear? It's what you have to hear. You know, facts over feelings. Self-trust is one of the most important things because it is the pure act of relying on your mind, trusting it, loving it, having so much faith in your mind that you will go where it takes you. This is really big for people that have you know, big aspirations, big goals, they trust themselves so much that they're willing to do whatever it takes. And their mind will guide them, their mind will help them through the hardships. And all the moments where they feel like quitting, you know, their mind will be there, the mind will be on top of it. Be like, you trust me, I trust you. And it's weird to think about it as sort of a conversation. But that's exactly what it is. It's a conversation with yourself. And the more you develop this conversation and really spend time with yourself. And it's weird to say a lot of people don't like spending time by themselves. You know, they find it weird. They they can't handle just being alone. But being by yourself sometimes is exactly what you need. To really break down what's going on in your mind. To really understand, you know, your thoughts, your, your processes, all of that. You need time alone. You need to sit down and be like, okay, what do I feel about this? What's the fact behind this? Say we're talking about the same situation there. I encourage everyone to at least once a week, sit down and just analyze the biggest parts of the week. So sit down every Sunday or whenever your free day is, You you can make it any day and sit down with yourself and just have a genuine conversation about what are you doing right now in life? How are you doing it? Is it going well? Is it going bad? What can you do to improve it? It's, again, all about asking these questions. And a lot of what I say is sounds repeated, but it's all part of the fundamentals. If You, you have to get these small things down in order for you to, to do the bigger things. So, you know, starting these conversations with yourself, uh, kind of making a plan in your mind, a battle plan, as I like to call it. And you have to use this battle plan because life, it's all just one big game. And it's up to you to choose how you play it. You can move a piece here and then that triggers X, Y, and Z, or you can move a piece to a different side, make a different move. And, uh, ABC happens, you know, like it's all, everything you do, every decision you make has a consequence, has an action. No matter how small it is, it all, it's all part of something bigger. And the key thing to understand here is, you know, from every move you make, you want to learn something from it. Uh, Some people say, you know, you don't, you're not always going to learn something from a situation in life. Sometimes, you know, things just happen because they happen. I, I find, I disagree with that. Everything in life has a reason and everything has a meaning behind it. You just have to look for it. Some people just, I think it's, it's a little bit of ignorance. You know, they think, you know, it, there's, there's just no meaning behind this. Maybe because they just want to let go of the thought or whatever situation happened. But there is always a meaning and there's always a reason behind it. You can't run away. You can't hide from the fact. And as you keep learning more about, you know, how to compose yourself, more things about yourself, all that kind of stuff, you'll begin to develop high understanding of things like value and trust. And you want to apply it in a more effective way in your life. You want to make you you'll want to make it more applicable to every situation that's around you. And that's really the whole point of explaining all of this, you know? So you're not left in the dust. You don't know what all these things mean. You have a very surface level understanding of all these things right now. I feel like most people don't really dive deep into these, you know, metaphysical quantities, if you want to call it that. Moral of the story is, if you learn to trust yourself, everything will slowly start coming together because your mind will take you places where you didn't even know a human being could reach. You just have to be willing to trust yourself. You have to trust your mind, trust the process, whatever you want to call it. You have to trust. All right, everyone, it's going to wrap it up for the second episode of The Stag Project on trust. I hope you guys learned something, you got something valuable from it, and you can share and apply this in your life. But before we leave, I want to do or introduce this week's champion challenge. And that's to sit down. Pick any time of the week, whenever you want. Sit down and record a conversation with yourself now this works for any means of recording you can sit down and record kind of what your mind says and then what you say like you're back and forth or you can write it down take a picture of it and share it you know it's important to break down those walls really understand what's going on in your mind and learning how to develop that trust with yourself and as you learn to trust yourself you'll learn to trust others make sure you guys follow the instagram and subscribe here on youtube and check out the rss feed Um, available on all major podcasting websites to learn more information. I'll see you guys in the next one.